0: just want to do god's will the kind of revolution
1: that the world needs is a christian revolution if you want a miracle you've got to expect it to happen you are the recipients of god's grace and god's blessings and you rejoice in that reality
0: welcome to life today live randy robinson here and you know uh since october 7th I haven't done a whole lot uh, on Israel. It's it's been a little difficult uh, getting um, you know information that doesn't change very quickly. Um, but it is a situation, obviously, we we've, we've been watching, praying for. Uh, just it's just it's a very very difficult situation. And uh, here at Life Outreach International, we we support Israel. Uh, we also pray for the people who are suffering uh all around the middle east whether syria gaza all the all the places where there are just people in charge uh who are completely antithetical to christ <laughs> and so that's that's kind of where we're at you know we don't discriminate when it comes to helping people uh in the in the sense of our our mission outreaches but in this situation uh i do believe that israel is on the right side uh and that we need to align and stay there. And the last thing I'll say before I get to my guest is that the situation going on here in the United States, after October 7th and the weeks following, I texted many of my Jewish friends and said, look, um, I don't like what I see going on in my own country. I want you to know you have a friend here, and if you need anything, reach out, and what can I do for you, you know? Uh, and that has meant a lot to them, and I think if you have Jewish friends here in the United States, you need to let them know, hey, look, uh, we, we support you. We don't we don't like this the you know this attitude that's going on uh it's just anti-semitism and it's not good today's guest uh is doing a lot of work and has been doing a lot of great work in israel for many years i'll let him talk about that and there's been a little bit of a shift since october 7th uh solomon is the executive director of uh efrat which is an organization uh, that works in israel it's not what you would think. I'll let him explain it. And he joins us from uh, an airport in New York City right now where he's getting ready to go back over to Israel. Uh, but I want to get, give you a glimpse, a little bit of, of sort of what's going on right now uh, in in this overall fight against terrorism. Nir, welcome to Live Today Live. Great to have you today.
1: Thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you for your listeners listening in to really get a glimpse of what's going on from a positive perspective. Yeah, Uh, but it's a difficult situation. The situation is actually very difficult. So I'll tell you a little bit about the organization. Please. It will at least enlighten our day. Um, The Efrat organization stands for life Uh, Efrat for the past 47 years has supported pregnant women in Israel that unfortunately, for financial reasons, very similar to in the United States, find themselves in a situation that they have no choice. They feel they have to terminate their pregnancy. People say to me, well, but that doesn't make sense, you know. What right mother-to-be would choose to have an abortion? The answer is no mother. But if a mother is in such unbelievable stress, she's not taking logical decisions. We need to make sure that we alleviate that stress and tell her, listen to your inner self. What do you really want? You have a baby growing inside of you, you have to make a decision, but don't be stressed out because you don't have the vision of how you're gonna buy a crib, a carriage, a baby bag. That's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. We will provide that. When we see the war happening right now, my son is on the southern border with Gaza in the Golani Brigade. I will do anything to bring back my son alive. So won't I provide a crib or a carriage for this wonderful new baby to come into this world? So we've been doing this for about 47 years. You can read about us at efrat.org. And we've helped over 86,000 women have their children. Just listen to that number. In Israel, a small country, 86,000 women, we save over 3,000 babies every single year in israel all of these babies are being raised by their birth mothers this is not such a, a young girl got in trouble and we took her and we send her out to adoption it doesn't happen these are women unfortunately that find themselves at their wits end and they just don't see a future now in israel when we're during the war when we realize we're really fighting for our survival My father himself was a Holocaust survivor from Luxembourg. Mm. It's just a few years later, all of a sudden we're being threatened again, literally for the survival of Israel. We value life even that much more. So I think the importance is to see that the Israeli fight right now, this war is actually a war of life. There's a lot of death that's involved in it. But sometimes, unfortunately, and if we read the Bible, we understand that there are wars that they're not just that they're fought. They are commanded to be fought. That's a very difficult thing to understand. So Efrat is not fighting the war on the battlefront. It's fighting the war on the home front. Hmm. And we are making sure that babies on the home front are being born every single day. Support that we give takes usually two years. We escort the lady from the, the moment that the baby's born. She gets a crib, a carriage, a baby bath. And for 24 months thereafter, she gets monthly packages, including mm. baby formula diapers mm. and basic staple supplies for her home so that we just relieve the pressure yeah. and let her raise her baby with joy and in confidence. We don't make her rich. We don't change her financial situation. We've changed the pressure that made her letter to a decision that none of us would have want to been in to ever want to be in, in the future. And none of us want to have somebody by our side. Have to face that reality. So yeah. that's what ifrat does in a nutshell. All
0: right. Well, and and it's a beautiful work. I think a lot of Americans will be surprised to learn that that abortion is an issue in in Israel. I mean, we just don't know. But are you? Are, is this a very? How prominent is abortion? I, I, I would ask.
1: Abortion is not a prominent issue. It's not a. It's not a. It's not spoken about from day to day. Elections mm. aren't. You know, turned on that on that issue. There are no public, really public debates on that issue. Mm. However, when the reversal of Roe v. Wade happened in the United States, so we came under attack because we're the organization that does the work of saving babies in Israel. Again, not anti-abortion, but neither are a lot of the pregnancy centers in America, which are Christian driven. Not all of them are anti-abortion. They're pro-life. They're not anti-anybody. They're really to help the woman out, and to bring that child to life. But they came attacking us and they said, you see the Christian right is gonna all of a sudden appear and it's gonna ban abortions in Israel. And we said, okay, but that's not, nothing to do with us. We're not about banning abortions. We're not interested in banning abortions. We're interested to be there by the side of a woman who we know if she was given the emotional and financial support, she would never make that decision. We are there by her side. And if she does make that decision, we're not God. You know, I said to somebody this weekend, I said, I'm in God's army, but I'm not God. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, so I'm following his charge, but I'm not going to judge people. I'm not going to, I don't condemn people. I don't pass judgment on a society or a culture. All I want to do is, you know, if God calls to me and says, you need to help somebody, I'll be there to help. And if that person doesn't want to help, then God rules the world and man does not.
0: <laughs> you, 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 you're a lot nicer than I am I was adopted at birth because my mother could not care for me uh, and, wow. so, and so I have very a, a very strong sense uh, that hey those of us who are a product of a very difficult situation as I was uh, we at least deserve a shot at life you know and now I have a wonderful relationship both with my biological mother and my biological father tracked him down took me 48 years so I mean, you know, if if any woman happens to be watching and you're struggling with this, I would just say, give us a chance, you know. Uh, I called my mother when I found her. I was 25 years old, and I said, you know, you don't know me, but um, 25 years ago, you made a very difficult decision. I'm guessing it was hard. Uh, I want to let you know that I've had a wonderful life. I had two children at the time, and I said, I just want to tell you, thank you. And and you know, when she quit crying, she asked if we could meet, and we did. And you know, I talk to her on a regular basis and we go to lunch periodically cause we don't live too far. So, I mean, you know, you never know what's going to happen when you give that child a, a chance at life. Uh, and, and for many, you know, any woman who's made that hard choice, whether you get a child up for adoption or struggle through raising that child thank you on behalf of, of all of us who are unplanned unwanted pregnancies, you know, thank you. Thank you for, for giving us a chance You have seen some amazing things happen over these decades of of giving children a chance. What are what have some of those children gone on to do in life?
1: So I want to share with you a story actually now in the war. But before that, I have to say it was very moving what you shared. And I appreciate you sharing that. And I want you to know that I say this all the time. There is this side of fertility and there's a side of abortion. Right. It's very difficult. So many women want to become pregnant. We know Rachel, our mother, wanted to be pregnant. And she told her husband, if I don't have a child, I'd rather die. Mm. Right? I must have a child, right? And on the other side of that, we have people, unfortunately, terminating their pregnancies. So I say this all the time. Pregnancy is not a choice of man. Never is. We try, and God decides whether that woman will conceive or not. I just met over, over the weekend... Couple who, who became donor of survivors, and they said to me they had four children, and all of a sudden it stopped. And for the last twelve years, they just can't become pregnant. Mm. They just can't. Mm. You know why? Because God makes that decision. But once God made the decision to bring you down to the world, now it's our decision. Yeah. And that's very powerful. We have an opportunity to partner with God. God said, "I want Randy in this world." Period. God already said it. He's on. He's on his way. Now the question is, will the woman carrying God's gift to the world, your God's gift to the world, will the woman make that decision to bring to the world or not, or that soul will come from some kind of other direction, Mm -hmm. but it's meant to come from your birth mother. Why then it ends up in adoption? You know, we don't know, but it's clear that that's the will of God. So I want to share with you something that was amazing when the war began, we felt since we've been around for 47 years, 86,000 children, it's over, it's almost 86,200 children. Every day it changes. We have babies born every single day. <laughs> yeah. So we realized some of them are in the war efforts, whether they're on the front or wherever, they're, you know, they're in the war, <laughs> actively participating in the war. So we wanted to give them a hug. So we did two things. A, we ran out and we bought soft shell jackets. These are warm jackets to warm them up at night. Cause we knew that it was very, very cold, both on the Gaza border and up north. And we also ran around where the evacuees were and we provided toys to evacuee families to their children. Mm.
0: Okay.
1: When we went up north, we handed out over 9,000 soft shell jackets, which it's rather expensive. It's rather costly. And we were down to our last 300 so we already gave out, I think 9,500. We were down to our last 300 and we didn't know what to do with it because we added a lot of demand calls me up an individual and says to me, listen here, you have to provide me soft shell jackets. I said, okay, but I'm not so sure I have. He says, I need for my son's unit, he's on the K-9 unit, and we need 280 soft shell jackets. They're going into, I don't know if, how many of your listeners know, but unfortunately the Hamas has booby-trapped this entire city called, you know, this entire area called Gaza with under uh underground tunnels right so that's where what happens is is they're hiding in the underground tunnels and we need to somehow go and search for hostages or for terrorists and kill whoever needs to be killed unfortunately now to go into these into these tunnels the first unit going in are canine dogs god bless their special souls of these you know canine dogs unbelievable So he says to me, my son is in a canine unit. You must give him jackets. I said to him, I'm not really sure I can. I have, you know, my last few. He says 280. I said, that's a little bit of a sign from God. I have 300. He wants 280. But I'm like, why are you so forceful? He said to me, because my son is your child. How can you not give him a jacket? I said, what do you mean he's my child? He says, 20 years ago, we were pregnant with two children. My wife was still breastfeeding. And she became pregnant with this boy. And we had scheduled an an abortion Mm. because we could not make ends meet. How can we have another child? And out of nowhere, as if descending from heaven, these were his words, this volunteer of yours shows up from nowhere. We have volunteers in every neighborhood in Israel. Mm. And she just told my wife, don't worry, we'll be there for you. And he says to me like this, I didn't believe a word your volunteer said. (laughs) A word. I said, okay. He said, I didn't believe somebody's going to give us a carriage and a bath and all they want she happened to have been a religious orthodox Jew she says she probably all she wants is for us not to abort and after the baby's born she's going to run away and he says we fought every day my wife and I and at the end I understood my wife really really wants this child Mm. I was scared I didn't know but I decided at the end okay I'll give up to my wife there's no way this volunteer just fought these are his words she fought for the life of my son and now my son is fighting for your life mm. won't you give him jackets <laughs> i said okay okay you know, that, yeah, you know he said to me you know what happened though when i came home with my son from the hospital i was so nervous how am i going to feed him where am i going to put him to sleep and as i came back home i saw right next to my door a brand new crib a brand new carriage i just couldn't believe it and you were with me for two years later And now, thank God, I don't need your assistance. But my son does, and he's your son, bring him jackets. I said, okay, I'm going into Gaza. He says, you actually can't go because he's literally fighting in Gaza, but you can go meet his commander at a base in 36 hours. They're gonna have a little bit of a break. And when they'll come out, they'll give them these warm warm jackets. I'm on my way. I call him up. I say, Eli, I'm on my way to your son. He said, I knew you'd do it. We'd do anything for our kids, wouldn't we? Yeah, yeah. I said, yes, we would. Yes, we would. So I'm on my way. He says to me, but you know, that's not the end of the story. I said, what do you mean? He says, when we do good in the world, good just continues. It's contagious. I said, what do you mean? He says, nine months after my son was born, my wife's cousin had the exact same problem. We ran over to her and we said, you can't terminate the pregnancy because a lack of finances so they said, "Well, who's going to provide?" He says, "What do you mean? How 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 are we able to afford our son?" There's this organization called it. She's like, "Forget about it. I have an abortion schedule. Leave me alone." They said, "Don't no, at least meet with their volunteer," and your volunteer, just like with our son, fought literally fought for their lives, mm-hmm. and they too are new cadets in the army and are right now. It wasn't one boy that you saved with my wife's cousin. It was twin boys, and these twin boys are right now fighting on the Gaza border.
0: I, is, that I is, is, that the, is that the photo I have? Quite powerful. Is that the is that the photo I have? Or because I've got a photo of of two young men with canine. Yes.
1: Yeah, so so we can't. You can't actually see their faces, right? Because that's uh, not allowed because they're in a very special unit. But I believe so.
0: Yeah, there's that photo right there. So I mean, you know, uh, just on the on the topic of abortion, when you when you give people a chance, you you never know. What what can come from that? And in Israel, know. it's turned around. I mean, they're the it just this is just such a beautiful picture where you fight for the life of a child, and that child, unfortunately, but also fortunately, is able to fight f- for for your lives. You know, for everyone there in Israel. And I, I, you know, you look at that, and when we talk about you reap what you sow, we usually use that in, in a negative sense, but it works on the positive side too. You know so, uh, it's so sowing these seeds of life uh you're, you're reaping the, the blessings of it you know you mentioned that your son is fighting right now is that correct
1: correct 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 listen i want you to know and i want your listeners to understand the war in israel not only is it so important to side with israel at this time we're siding with you because people don't it's i'm an american my father just to give you a background my father's a holocaust survivor who ended up, (coughs) excuse me, in the United States, served on the U.S. Air Force, Mm. then moved to Israel, served in the Israeli army. We are big U.S. Patriots and obviously very proud Israelis. These people don't speak the same language that you and I, they don't. So when we go in, you understand for our boys, the concept of killing, they are warriors. The concept of killing is terrible. Mm. They are well, that's why our army is called the Israeli Defense Forces. Mm. We do not want to kill, Mm. but we have two options here either not kill, and we will be killed, yeah, in 100% certainty, 100%. Or you have to kill if we don't do this work. This work is not only done for the Jews in Israel and not only done for Jews around the world, it's done for the Western world in its entirety yeah. because they are here to destroy our values, period. Every person fallen in Israel is a terrible tragedy. Every person fallen on their side is a tragedy, but they celebrate it. Hmm. How do you explain that? Yeah. They, they, they receive martyrdom. Of course, a person who dies in a holy war, if they believe it's a holy war... I understand that theory, but they actually send them out to die. They don't send them out to defend. Come, sit down, come to an agreement. They're not interested. They are not interested. And if they're not stopped at the helm, they will make it to your house. My grandfather used to say, he lived in Luxembourg. Luxembourg was a neutral country. The Luxembourgers in his area were very friendly to the Jews. But when the Nazis came in, the Luxembourg government gave them information where to find the Jews. Jew by Jew, they just fetched them out and led them to their deaths. Mm. That's what they want. If you're not going to listen to their values, they're gonna come. First, they're gonna give you that little kiss, and we know it from the Bible. The kiss that kills, Mm. we know that kiss. And then they're gonna come with the swords. They work on both fronts. We need to be very careful. And this war, the prayers, all of your listeners should understand the prayers are so important because it's protecting the Holy Land of Israel, but it's also protecting the entire world. And I can see no greater prayer in action than going to God and saying, please protect your children on the war front. We will protect your children on the home front. Mm-hmm. Go to ifrat, Efrat, E-F-R-A-T dot org. Learn about us. Support us sign up to our newsletter so you see the activity you hear about these stories you will be inspired and when you come to israel come and visit Ephrat. and in your communities wherever you are in the united states or around the world help another woman make sure that that child comes into this world because he has something beautiful to deliver god said he needs to come to this world give him that chance
0: yeah and i have to ask you given you know what you're what we're seeing in the united states um what, what what level of concern do you have because i'm i'm frankly almost baffled like seriously this is going on in our country the anti-semitism what, what do you think when you see that it's extremely extremely
1: alarming when i saw what happened with the, the universities right with those presidents of harvard and penn and wherever it was mm-hmm that's pre-nazi germany it is it is and you could say well that doesn't make sense jews are very comfortable in the united states that's true jews were extremely comfortable in pre-nazi germany and if you think the tide can't turn quickly it can turn very very quickly and that is very very alarming very alarming And if it turns against the Jews, it can turn against the Christians next. It can turn against anybody who has those values. You see the president in the United States. I don't want to talk politics, but, you know, you have a president persona non grata, which is just it's a shame to be, you know, as, as a proud American, even if we had a wonderful Democratic president. okay, but you have an unfortunate president that's that's not with us cognitively, which is extremely, extremely sad. But you don't have the Congress really throwing out people that are speaking blatant hate right blatant right. open hate right that's unbelievable and if you don't stop it it's gonna it's gonna haunt all of your viewers it's just a matter of time it's one level the jews are the first line of battle god forbid if the jews ever go down then you're the next line of battle, and they're not going to stop there's no agreement that they're going to stop with there's nothing that is going to appease them nothing i know we have a lot to talk about not much time <laughs> But uh, yeah. but I'm always, always happy to come back on your show.
0: Yeah, well, and, you know, the thing, I, I'm a, a history, a little bit of a history buff, especially in the World War II era. And when you study uh, the 1930s, um, you, you we know about the Jewish Holocaust. Obviously, they, they were singled out and targeted. But there were a lot of Christians and some other groups, gypsies especially, um, who were also targeted. And so anybody that... Any Christian that thinks, well, I mean, that's just the Jews or whatever, and some of the theological stuff on the evangelical Christian side is messed up, and I think anti-Semitic. But the point is that when you've got someone who is diametrically opposed to God who says, we will win because we love death more than you love life, and they have promised uh, to, to exterminate you from the river to the sea, I mean, that's very clear. They're not hiding the agenda.
1: no. No. You got
0: to stand against that because that is that is death. That is not God. That is that is wrong. And so, I mean, we just need to wake up and we need to we need to deal, we need to confront this because it's it's very disturbing. I'm I've never seen anything like this and I don't like it. And sometimes it's, you know, I I have the privilege of being able to go on on at least online and sometimes, you know, on television and broadcast and talk about it a little bit, but I mean, for the average person, I don't know, pray, obviously, pray, pray, pray. We underestimate the power of prayer and then support organizations that are doing the work like like Efrat is doing. Um, But I mean, we got to we can't just sit back and watch because that doesn't work. And you
1: have to speak out. I went to public school in, in Cleveland, Ohio. You have to speak out. You cannot sit idly by. It's not a Jewish matter. You have to speak out. And if you don't speak out because you're afraid, then they're just going to haunt you. You can't sit on the side and say, "Oh, you know, I I don't want to create any waves because you know maybe I'm going to get involved in the commotion." You will be involved in the commotion. So either you hit it up, you know, jump into it head first, or they're going to come at you. And when they come at you, it's much worse. That's why we're fighting this war because we have to come at it head first, and we cannot cannot stop that battle.
0: Yeah, I agree. And we can vote for people who uh, in America will stand up against it as well. Absolutely. Uh, and so we I think we have that, not just privilege, but responsibility. Near, I, I know you need to go. You got a flight to catch. and I appreciate your time uh, and appreciate what you're doing. Um, is there anything I missed? Anything you need to add before I let you go?
1: Just, if you can ask your listeners, go on EFRAT.org. It's worth it. It's beautiful. And help, if you can help it front, Get involved and help Efrat, and also make sure that you help the women in your community, those that need you, or you're not even aware that they need you, and give those children a chance and give that woman a chance to partner with God and bringing that life.
0: Yeah, I agree. Thank you very much. I've got uh, cribefrat.org. Uh, but F- it goes to the same Crib place stands
1: for the committee of the rescue of israel's babies it's the same website oh okay it goes to yeah. The same place. yeah i was gonna let you just know. shortened it so it makes it easier but right. yeah bo- both
0: both of them work just want to let people that are watching that it's going the same he said place. one thing it's the same thing so if you can do yes. anything to help we appreciate that and uh, near again thank you for the work you're doing we stand with you uh we appreciate you very much sir
1: thank you thank you
0: Appreciate all you guys out there watching. Uh, Hit that share button. Let people know what's going on, um, how they can help, what they need to do. Stand up, be vocal, uh, be prayerful, uh, and then take action. Uh, And there are a lot of good organizations. Efrat.org, one you can go to right now and help people. Appreciate you guys being here. If you haven't liked, followed, subscribed, do that. We'll see you again next time here on Life Today Live.